Hey, I just want to give a quick note with this Cameron McAdoo interview. There was a little bit of a phone issue where his phone was breaking up a little bit, and there was a little bit of background noise. I don't think it's too bad. You guys should be able to still enjoy it. Some good stuff. So I appreciate it if you stick through it. Thanks. Hey, guys, it's Dark Side here again with Vital MX. This time I've got from Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Cameron McAdoo. What's up, dude? How are you guys? I'm doing good, man. Doing real good. Just uh, excited for the season to start off. But hey, before we get into your interview, I was doing a little research a couple hours ago, just you know, making some notes, and I noticed that some guy named Weege did an interview with you last night, I think, and posted something. I need you to refute anything he said. Make sure we all know it's all fake news. Oh man, Weege. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. we just uh, did a little podcast. Yeah, it was last night. Kind of, kind of funny. I. Uh... I've had like four people now reach out to me just this, like just yesterday or no, it might've been Monday reach out about like interviews and podcasts this week. And I'm like, it must be that time of year when everyone's kind of getting some 2023 preseason content going around and oh, yeah. getting things rolling. Yeah. We're all excited about it. Yeah. I texted him. I was like, I cannot believe that you, you did this interview. I'm about to do one with him. And he said, Hey, I won. So I was like, yeah, I guess so. I guess you win this time, Weeds. But anyway, yeah. all right, man. Yeah, 2023 Supercross season's coming up. You're, you came off a AAC separation at the end of last Supercross season. And I wonder how many people forget, like, how you had Jet Lawrence. You were keeping him honest, right? You were right there. Fantastic results. I think you got a third, a first, a third at Daytona, and a second at Detroit before the injury. Um, yeah, you were having a great year before the injury. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously the injury was a super bummer. It, it always is for all of us, but sure. Um, yeah, I had what we had felt like was good momentum, and yeah, I think my results were like you said, like three, three, two, three, or three, one, three, and then I had a couple seconds. But we like I was I kind of closed that gap. He had a little bit on me, you know, at the beginning of the season speed wise and such, but we were closing the gap and the points were very close and, you know, all the things were looking like it, you know, could be turn out good. And then just one, one little deal, like something, you know, very, very dumb and press day <laughs> that took me out of it, which was, you know, frustrating and still is talking about it now, but right. part of it. And, and I'm really looking forward to capitalizing on, you know, the gains we've made each year and also the improvements that I've made just in this off season. Yeah. So you said you've been making some improvements. What specifically have you been working on? I don't, I don't really know if I could say specifically. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just all my weaknesses, you know, like that's really what you have to work on each year and, and, and working on my strengths also. I think that's something that might get forgotten about a little bit when, you know, it's always kind of the goal is to work on your weaknesses, but we have our strengths for a reason, so we might as well make the very best of them. Well, but, it's oh, go ahead. You know, I think that um, my weaknesses, I've I've shrunk them, and I've gotten, you know, I've fixed some things with my riding and just with my all around program the last few years, and and it's shown. And I, I just want to continue to improve and be better each time and each year. So it's funny, I have literally one of the last questions I was going to ask you tonight is what is your weakness? So give me a, a, an idea of what a couple of those things are that you know you had to improve on. Um, 
I think one of the biggest things is um, trying too hard at times mm. in, and um, where I place my effort because uh, I'm, I'm just I'm so determined at times and I guess I want it so bad just like everyone else does but um, you know sometimes it can kind of be counterproductive for me mm-hmm. um, so yeah just toning some things back of what I'm doing and where and um, just yeah writing technique um, studying what's working the best for you know racing yeah, that, that's that's actually makes a ton of sense. Um, now I don't want to make this about Jet Lawrence anyway, but what I want to ask is, I've done some podcasts with some other guys, and they're like, all right, you know, who do you see going to what coast? And I know you don't know where you're going yet, but there's always this question: if you're pro circuit or if you're star, who do you send to go race Jet? Because like, oh, it's, you know, Jet's the whatever. Do you care about that? Like, if if I'm you that's who I want to go race. I want to race the best. I don't know if pro circuit would avoid that, you know, certain riders and put other riders there, whatever the theory is. I I would think you would want to go race whoever the best is. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, there's a lot of limelight shined on, you know, some specific riders, Mm -hmm. obviously due to results as well. But, um, I don't think it's only result related. I think that it's pretty easy to, you know, there's, we've got some superstars in our sport and that happens. And, um, I just, I want to go race, you know what I mean? I just want to race whoever at their best and, and, you know, do my very best each time. And, and yeah, I, I don't really care who's where and what's going on. Cause at the end of the day, there's, you know, there's a lot of fast guys. There's not, you know, I think there's, eight to 10 really, really fast guys who um, all want to win and expect to win just as much. So um, yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect me and what my best result is or what my best version of myself is who I'm on the racetrack with. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Being in SoCal with pro circuit, you kind of sometimes get stuck at riding at the, the, the team test track. I know you went to Mumford's recently do you feel like it would be a benefit to be able to go east and train at multiple tracks, ride different places, ride with different people, or do you kind of like having the routine of being at just this one or two places and doing your laps? Um, honestly, I'm very fortunate to where Cowie or Kawasaki has they've invested in multiple tracks for us. We have um, we have four different of our own private tracks all with in different locations different dirt different everything so um and you know and then mitch pro circuit has our two tracks at Glen helen that um you know they've provided us with so we have access to a lot of different tracks and then there's also two to three public tracks that we can go ride if we want to go you know mix it up with different riders or or whatever but um, I really like the program that I have of, you know, being here. And I think it's the best version of being on the, you know, on the West coast and, and going East. Like I think there's, you know, it works for some guys and, mm-hmm. and there's benefit to it in some areas, but you know, 
we've only got a certain amount of tracks to ride on. Even the guys east that are at um, these facilities, there's you know, you only have a couple tracks, and but we we are you know fortunate enough to have a lot of access to a lot of um, good tracks. Yeah, I was actually out there a few weeks ago, and I was up on the upper track. Uh, Michael Lindsay was doing a photo shoot with Brock Tickle, and I was watching over the fence. You guys spin some laps. And the thing that I notice, and we've talked, we always talk about this every year, is there's a there's a fast line and there's a groove, and pretty much everybody sticks in those lines. And I wonder how difficult it is to get any real race craft from that. You know what you do to work on race craft, making yourself uncomfortable. Do you take lines that aren't the good lines at times and force yourself to look for different things, so that when it comes time to race? you kind of more, you are comfortable with being uncomfortable as they say. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's all about adaption, right? Like the tracks always change and, um, especially at the races, but you've been at the practice track. Like we've got, um, actually this year and in last year more so too, like the last couple of years, we've, um, linked up with the factory Cali guys as well. And been riding with the 450 guys pretty much every day. So, um, most days it's like, it's me, um, I've got five teammates, mm-hmm. um, with Ryder Francisco and all those guys. And then Tedesco will be testing and then we'll have Adam and then we'll have Jason. So we have a, a lot of bikes on the track and it really breaks them down pretty well to be able to, I guess, simulate as much as we can with race conditions and the way you prep the track or, you know, the way that we water it, that all changes things. So yeah, we definitely do our best to really simulate the best and closest race conditions we can. How much time do you take just to sit and talk with a guy like Jason Anderson or Adam that's been around for quite a while, listen to what they have to say, what maybe they have the advice, you know, just their experience. Do you get to spend some time and just really take all that info in? Um, I don't really spend a whole lot of time. Um, I don't really talk to Jason a whole lot. I mean, we just, say what's up BS like you know aside from everything we're not super close okay he's cool but we you know we just we don't train together or anything I, I spend some more time around adam but honestly the you know i nick weighs my trainer yep. and he he has so much knowledge and so much um experience with our sport and um he's like such a great asset for me you know not only as a trainer or a coach but just life in general, like he's a, he's a good dude. So he's really where I, I feel that I, I get my most, you know, information and knowledge and, um, learning racecraft, learning a lot of things from. Yeah. And he's a fun dude to talk to. So I, I love, totally. yeah, I love listening to him break things down. So that's perfect. How do you feel you are as a tester? Uh, you know, what things have you changed this season to find improvements? Uh, are you really in tune with, suspension engine stuff that you know you can figure out what you need to be better um i've definitely improved like over the years it's it's a it's a hard thing especially at first when i first started racing pro like because especially like the way my amateur career kind of went there was no such thing as testing i just sent some suspension to a company and they sent me back um stuff valved for my weight and that was just the way it was so it uh it was a pretty steep learning curve and sometimes you feel like you need to have an answer or you need to have, you know, what you like better or not. But 
to answer your question better, like I'm, I've gotten a lot better at it and I, I do, um, feel that I can set my bike up for myself fairly well. And, and, um, but I also have really good, you know, technicians around me that are working with me and, and then are able to actually use what I have to say and, and know what I'm kind of feeling or looking mm-hmm. for. Yep. Um, I think it takes, takes a lot of work from both ends. It's not just the rider that tells them do this to my bike. You know, it's like, I'm more like, this is how, what I feel. I don't, I don't really know exactly what the change needs to be that, but that's like their job and they're really good at, you know, relaying that information or I'm, I can relay my information to them and they can make a change accordingly. Okay. We're deep into the off season. I mean, there's four or five weeks before a one gets here. And again, I don't know if you're East Coast or West Coast, but in the next month, how much better can you get, you know, on the bike? How much better can you get the bike? Or are we pretty much at the point where we know we're at, we're just maintaining, or are we still improving? Um, I don't ever really feel like I'm just maintaining because I, I think with that mindset, it's um, you can get complacent. Like I'm always improving. I'm always that's why I wake up and and work my butt off every single day is because i want to improve like unless unless you feel like you could win every dirt bike race that we go to um every time then you always have to improve so but you know it's it's very minimal improvements each time Mm -hmm. and if you can just improve a little bit or you know each day or you know each week but yeah it, it gets to where we get to a pretty high level and and um you know we're not we're not taking seconds off right right yeah yeah so, uh, recently, obviously the, the off season races kind of all happen. The Oz X stuff, uh, Paris world, Supercross. There's some of the guys, some of the top, you know, Eli, uh, Kenny, whatever they went over, did some of these races. Do you, I don't even know if you're allowed to work riding at pro circuit, but if the opportunity was there, would you want to go do a few of those to get, get some gate drops? seems like that would be better practice to get some race situations. Yeah, I uh, I really I actually did a lot of those off season races in uh, 2018 going into 2019 off season because I was um, didn't have a ride anywhere, so I just was able to do kind of whatever whenever, and and I really enjoyed it. I like going to the other countries. I liked racing the other tracks, and um, the experience was awesome. And it was you know it felt like it was great prep to even get those feel those nerves and do gate drops and just do the exact, the actual racing. That was really cool. Um, you know, we don't really, they don't really like us to do any off season races and stuff like that outside of the U S and, and outside of our series um, at Kawasaki. And I, you know, a lot of it is obviously to protect their investment with, um, what the main focus is on, which is AMA supercross and, and pro motocross. So that's, obviously very understandable and uh you know but yeah i do i do think those are fun races and um you know i i think that eventually in the future i'll i'll definitely do some good deal looking back 2017 i believe was your rookie year came in with moto yep. concepts fill in at geico stayed there a couple years uh, moved on to TLD in the middle of the season, kind of bouncing around a little bit, you know, finding rides, finding your place. Now you've been at pro circuit a couple of years. Like, how do you feel your career path has gone? Like when you look back on it, what, what do you think of? 
Um, it's been very eventful for sure, but, uh, you know, pre 2017, call it 2016. And before that, um, the trajectory of where it was going to look like to go for me or, or what, you know, kind of the normal is it wasn't, it didn't even really seem like a possibility to most, um, just because kind of the way to the top of your sport is usually starts very young. And I definitely did not start very young. I, you know, I didn't even really start even training until I was 16. Um, I went to public school and just, it was just an awesome hobby for us and my family. And, and, uh, so, you know, if you'd have told me in 2015 or 16, that I'd be in the position I'm in now, I'd have been like, sign me up right now. (laughs) Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Like I, I wish, but, um, you know, as you evolve, like your expectations get higher and you work for that. And it's been, it's been fun. I think I've learned a lot and it's been, um, at, at the end of the day, like it's just helped me a lot as a person. I think it's, you know, I've learned a lot of how to work, how to work with people, um, you know, how business works and it's been, it's been fun, but I'm really, really fortunate in the position I'm in right now to be, you know, solid on a team i've this is i've been at pro circuit for three years going on four now so um i have great relationships with everyone here and and uh you know i feel like i belong at the beginning of my pro career i, I was i filled in a lot i just kind of jumped around i didn't have a whole lot of results to you know speak for themselves so it was it's tough to feel like you really belong or to be so sure of yourself but um yeah it's it's good to to have confidence and know that um, I've earned the position I'm in. Yeah, it's been fun to watch you progress, man. Definitely. A uh, couple more questions. I don't think you're even remotely close to pointing out. I haven't looked, but what are your thoughts on any 450 opportunities? Is are, are you thinking about that at all? Are you pretty, you know, happy just have, having a 250 ride? I think you can still earn a really good living, and uh, I know you want a championship. So, like, where do you fall on that? I mean, obviously the, the main goal for sure, uh, as a racer is to be, you know, at the top level of the 450 class, that's where it's the very best and the most lucrative, obviously for financially and just everything that's, that's the top of our sport. So that's, that's what I, you know, I work for and that's where my goals are to be. Um, but yeah, I just want to focus on the task at hand right now. And right now I want to, you know, be the best for my team currently and and do my best as a 250 rider and you know i've got two more years um here right Mm -hmm. now and and uh yeah we're gonna work our butts off to you know try and put another or a couple more plates on mitch's door there you go all right so i was thinking about this the other day just thinking about professional motocrossers and uh you know how their amateur careers are very this is very consumed. The family is very consumed usually by this amateur career. You sort of just touched on that. Yours was a little different, but I was going to ask, like you have a sister and you know how your family, how your sis, your siblings deal with when you get all this focus on a sport. But then I found an article that I guess at one point your sister was actually better than you. So just want to talk about your childhood racing and your sister McKenzie, I guess being pretty fast at one time. Yeah. Um, honestly for us we started racing young we our neighbors had dirt bikes and we got dirt bikes and we just all loved it as a family there was there was no 
there was no focus on me or, you know, my parents just, I think, you know, they just did their best to raise their kids the very best they could and, and create a, a ton of, you know, experiences and, and good times. And that was kind of like what racing was for us. That was our vacation. We didn't take family vacations. We would, you know, go down South to race. Cause I, I grew up in Iowa. So yeah. And there was never even really, uh, there was never a, I guess thought to even do it professionally or it wasn't, you know, I, I, we went to school, like I was, you know, just, we we're just a normal family that just, you know, loved to do it. And then later on, my sister's four and a half years older than me. Um, I started taking it more serious and, and it's, you know, gotten me here, but my sister, she's in the U S Navy. And so she's been, she's been gone since I was like 14 mm-hmm. is when she left or 13. Um, and yeah, she supports my career so big. Like she loves it and she's, she's super proud of where, you know, it's brought me and, um, and I'm super proud of where she's at, you know, it's pretty cool. But yeah, she was always, she always beat me up growing up and was <laughs> faster than me up until I was probably on 85ers for me. Right. And that was kind of when she was pretty much done racing, but she would go to Loretta's each year. It was a top 10 Loretta's, um, in the women's class. And, and in those days, the women's class was, um, there was a lot more women racing, you know? Yeah. It was a big yeah, thing back then. She's awesome. Yeah. So basically it sounds like if maybe she hadn't changed her, her life <laughs> goals, she might be in racing supercross also. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she, she, uh, she kind of got hurt quite often. Like, uh, when she'd crash, she'd break collarbone super easy, and she was over getting hurt because she didn't want to have any issues. Like her dream growing up was to be a marine or in the military of some sort, so she didn't want to be not be able to go in the military because of it. And yep. So that was why she kind of quit racing. That's cool for her. Awesome. Yeah. Two more questions. You recently got married. Uh, Maddie is now Maddie McAdoo. Congratulations. How's yeah, that thank been? You. How's that been? been awesome um you know not not a ton has really changed which i think is a good thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's been cool it's a huge commitment and it's an exciting time in our lives and um we're enjoying it for sure she gonna get back in she gonna get in the studio anytime soon or do any music um no she's actually stepped away from music early last year and um she's going a different route so so yeah she uh decided that wasn't wasn't what she wanted to do with her life and so she's uh she went a different route okay last last question this is a personality type question that i think is sort of funny and i ask people every once in a while and i'm going to tell you ahead of time there is only one right answer when you hang your toilet paper roll does the paper come over the top off the front or does it go over the back oh my gosh come on it comes over it goes off the top over the front perfect all right oh my gosh that's if hey, it goes off the back. That's a that's a backwards toilet paper roll every time. That's hey, not acceptable. I agree. McGrath said the same thing. So, yep, you're you're uh, in the same company as Jeremy McGrath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Awesome. Hey, uh, Cameron, I'm gonna let you go. I I look forward to seeing you, man. Whether it's West Coast, East Coast, I, I want to see you do some battling, man. I can't wait. Yep, look forward to it. Thanks for talking. Absolutely, buddy. Take care. All right. All right. Yeah.